Welcome to Angrazi with FP Wellman. I've been looking forward to this show for weeks. I've been a fan of our guests for years. Can't believe he actually took time to hang out with me while he's on tour and everything else. Going to be a lot of fun, but we had to start off with a comedy that is the House GOP. And I don't know if you heard about their Keystone Cops looking for informants and the real whistleblower on the Biden crime family. But after two weeks of breathless anticipation and teasing, they have a real live whistleblower, a, a credible witness that Vice President Biden himself was involved in crimes they had to announce this week that he's missing, <laughs> that they somehow lost their informant or like nine of them. And you can't. And it's so bad. It, 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 literally, I, it, you'll see Je Congressman Jared Moskovitz actually posted this helpful wanted poster for Chairman Comey. Uh, you can see on your screen yeah, that this is very helpful because the missing person is missing. I did a bit about it this week. I mean, the whole thing is a complete joke. These guys have no idea what they're doing. We're definitely going to talk about the Keystone Cops here with our guest. Uh, so let's just get on with the show. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Uh, I am your host, Fred Wellman. As I mentioned, this is On Democracy with F.P. Wellman. You're in the right place here on the Midas Touch Network and everywhere. It's hard to keep up with all the silliness that is the United States in 2023. I find myself watching the news less, to be honest with you. I kind of watch clips and I watch comedy more. You know how the joke is always like your, your Instagram feed, the search bar on your Instagram kind of gives you away, you know, if there's like girls in bikinis. Mine is literally all comedians. Star Wars and for some reason bird pictures. I don't know why, but nonetheless. <laughs> so that's where I go. And so I'm really excited about it. one of the ones I turn to the most often, of course, is Christopher Titus. He's incredible. He's uh, <laughs> foolishly decided to join our show. Chris is a comedian, podcaster, actor. He was uh, an overnight success at the ripe age of 36 <laughs> when he started in his own, his own TV show, aptly titled Titus. Your branding's very much always the same, my brother, <laughs> which of course he was a star, executive producer, co creator, stand up comedian. Longtime hope is his own podcast, aptly titled The Titus Podcast. <laughs> right? And he's currently on tour, and I'm sure we'll hear about where that's at. Brother man, thanks for joining the show. I really appreciate you. Oh, thank you. Yeah, we call it the Armageddon Update. I, I wrote it, it as a that's joke. I, the podcast started as the Armageddon Update because everybody's going after Obama, and Obama, Obama had kind of turned the country around. Like we, you know, we were, he had the worst financial crisis in whatever, 100 years. And, and so I, I ironically named it the Armageddon Update. And since then, it's actually just an apt title with the way the world. Going, so <laughs> it never ends. We're at now. It's a rolling Armageddon that never, <laughs> you know, it's yeah. just, it's yeah, just it's, a new it's, version. It's a slow moving Armageddon. That's what we're living in right <laughs> That's now. That's what we're yes, living so in, agreed. right? That is it. Of course, I like I mentioned the top, you know, about the, you know, it's, it's, it must be hard to stay like topical right now because shit changes so fast, right? Like I've had, you know, you can't put a show in the cam for a week because it's already out of date, right? I mean, do you, uh, yeah. do you ever, do you know, yeah. it's like Armageddon updates where I was like on it, like, like that morning, I turned the news on, I wrote 400 words funny then i give it to to my producer and we actually do all the stuff and two days later we look like we we, we were sleeping the new movie jaws is out that's kind of how it came across uh and so we we try really hard man you know this new one i kind of went after uh, uh everybody but the armageddon update christopher titus podcast is on uh is on my youtube channel yeah. christopher titus tv and and on and all those places where you can get it for thanks so thanks for letting me whore my product right okay, up front. this is what we do it, this is what we're here for brother you know <laughs> you know it's no point. I, I'm, I'm proud to help where I can. You know, you know, the first time I saw you was Student Veterans of America's 
national conference in 2017. I think it was in Orlando. And I saw you live there and, and obviously you killed it. But yeah, what, what drags you into a veterans conference? I mean, <laughs> do you remember that? I mean, it's been a while. I have, I have family uh, all the way back to um, uh, before they were Navy SEALs, UDT. My, oh, my yeah. dad was in the National Guard. He fought in the Watts riots. With, that's oh, wow. the best I can give you on my dad. But my uh, my Uncle Dennis and then my cousin Scotty, uh, he was in Kenton Stacy. If you know Kenton Stacy, was he got blown up in Raqqa. Yeah. Uh, he fought. He, he was the EOD, Explosive Ordnance uh, uh, Disposal. That's wow. what he does. I love and it. he, yeah. So I have family that's legit military, like literally hardcore, embedded with Navy SEAL, best of the best. So when in the military asks for anything, I've gone to Iraq twice uh, for yeah. the military and we did shows. I, tell, I, even, I even got Everlast to go. Yeah. Uh, the one thing, and, and we treat them, it's so funny how we treat the military so bad through history. Like, there's still guys from the Civil War that can't get wounds looked at. That's how, that's I'm how not we've been working. You. So, brother, uh, I was, anytime, uh, yeah. anytime the military needs me for something, I usually do it. I was driving here, and my girlfriend's like, have you got your damn disability updated yet or what? I'm like, oh, shit. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, yeah topical. <laughs> you know, yeah. I mean, my, you know. Yeah, because you, you were news. him. I mean, is it, yeah. is it getting better? My, my, father, yeah. my father-in-law says, it's gotten a little bit better, you know, Obama. And, and so funny because when Trump was yeah. taking credit for it, I had to literally go, no, that was Pat. What are you doing? It, it's amazing to me the cognitive dissonance, dissonance we live in. And, and, and I say this on my podcast. I don't blame the con men. The con men will always be con men. I yeah. blame the voters. There you you go. got to start paying attention. Yep. Yep, I think you nailed it right there. And you're right, it was Obama. I, I actually I got involved. I was, I was still a Republican when he came in. He broke me, man. I joke a lot that Michelle Obama's muscular arms broke me. <laughs> you know, because yep. they just, yep. they dove the fuck in and they made a difference, you know. And and, and he hired Bob McDonald, who was a West Point grad. He was, he was at uh, Procter & Gamble, CEO. And they put him in there as VA secretary. Everybody thought it was crazy, but he just really kicked him some ass. VA got a lot better over those two and a half years. And and it, yeah, it's funny to see, you know, Trump tries to take credit for when he got rid of half the programs. But uh, no, it's gotten better, you know. I've got a kid who's a National Guardsman. I've got another kid who's a veteran himself, the 82nd Airborne, which is fine, oh, I awesome. guess, you know. <laughs> well, it was a bit of a running joke. I was 101st guy, and he went to 82nd to, like, mock me, I think. But, um, you know. Father, you know. Uh, Randy Williams, my father, my father-in-law uh, by marriage on, on, on mom's side was um, uh, on by my wife's mother's side. Uh, he was Ranger. Uh, and he, oh, was, he was actually running intelligence in the Middle East. He was the advisor to the Kuwaiti ambassador for, oh. for, for a couple of years. He was nice. he was hard, pretty hardcore. He got me, when I was in Iraq, uh, when I was in Ku uh, Kuwait, yeah. he, you can't leave the base when you're on Tour and he, I one phone call. Uh, he's a colonel, and he got me off the base like that. It was interesting to watch how the power structure works. It is interesting. I was over there in '99, and uh, with the Joint Task Force there at Kuwait, and uh, one of my class, I gone to this army school, and one of our classes had been a Kuwaiti army officer, right? And and he was like really excited that I was in country, and I, I called him and say, hey, "I'm in Kuwait." He's like, "Yeah, I couldn't leave." Same thing. He could leave the base for like missions, because like, Fred, I'm going to pick you up. I'm going to take you on the town to show you. I'm like, "Oh, this is great," you know. I'm like, "All right." So he picks me up in his car. He's got his robes on. We drive into town. And he takes me to McDonald's. <laughs> you know, Thanks, there's, man, yeah, there's right. a McDonald's. <laughs> I'm like, sweet. Yeah. So anyway, wait. We used when we were stationed there back for there was a war. Well, between wars, I guess technically, you know, it's the world's yeah, yeah. boringest country, right? <laughs> you know, there's just not a lot to do. Did you, know? you have the McShwarma nuggets? Because yeah. those are awesome. <laughs> I hear in Kuwait. Like, I never forget that. Like, oh, this is great. They're still like the phone box, like old school. Anyway. <laughs> 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 These are the things you run into like, oh, I really, this is so good, McDonald's. Um, anyway, I got rid of that local flavor that I was looking for. Um, luck I had to get it in Iraq. You know, I went to three t 
tours in Iraq. And I used wow. to joke that people say, why'd you keep going back? I said, well, I just love the food, man. I mean, the kebab. I have to say Iraq was uh, interesting. <laughs> I learned a lot about the troops. We were in Fallujah. Yeah. We were in Fallujah when I, I was performing in, in Fallujah there. and I'm on stage. I'm in the middle of my show. All of a sudden we hear boom and the whole building shakes and nobody moves. The guys are just like, <laughs> And then, so I think, well, no one's freaking out. So I continue and then boom, and the whole building shakes. And I, I, I was on stage with my, and I put my hand on like, guys, um, did anyone else hear that? And I worry. When the guy goes, this soldier goes, hey man, that's outgoing. Don't worry We're about good. it. We're <laughs> good. That's outgoing. And then the guy goes, he goes, and by the way, if it's incoming, you'll just see us running. Follow us. Running, yeah. Just follow the crowd. <laughs> okay, let's continue the show. It's not like a bear. It a, it's not like a bear. A guy just run. be faster than everybody else. Really, everybody wants to go. Well, you know, I, when I, I was stationed in the Green Zone for two tours, and I actually lived right next to the river there. And, wow. and and that was when all things were crazy in Sodder City. So they they'd shoot them over from Sodder City, right? And you got yeah. really good at like, okay, you hear the launch, whoosh, you're like, okay, that's a rocket. And you're like, mm, you're laying in bed, like, do I run to the bunker? I'm kind of comfortable. And you're zzz, zzz, zzz. like, ah, oh, I went long, fuck it. <laughs> you know, you're like, wow. oh, I'm in my underwear. I'm just not feeling it, you know. <laughs> well, it got me. It got me to, to change my mind about stuff. Like we were walking around. Me and uh, we, Everlast the second time I took Everlast and to, to you did music for him, and we I were love walking Everlast. around Mosul. Yeah. And oh, we just we just said, let's get out and walk around. We go walk around and these soldiers come and go, Ugh, what are you guys doing? And I go, we're just walking around. He go, no, 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 no. Don't yeah. walk around. What Don't are you doing? Walk like, oh, <laughs> right. That's a bad idea. So my little uh, safe uh, L.A. life uh, got yeah. kind of upended. And but the guys were great. You know, we get we had. um we had a we had a great time over there. I got to we got to reinduct a guy like they we they, they yeah. duct taped him to a tank and okay. they were like Titus go say something. So I got to mock. I got, I got to roast a be guy funny. while he was roasting duct tape to a tank and be funny. No no pressure. Yeah, yeah, be funny, yeah. <laughs> well, you know I, I tell a story of most. So I was in most my first tour. I came back my second tour and I was working with this guy named Petraeus, who people have heard of. And we were training oh, yeah. the Iraqi security forces. So one day we fly up to Mosul, and this is the heat of things in 05 when you know they just had the big uprising. In Mosul, things are still pretty tense. And we go to visit this local police station. And Petraeus is Petraeus. If you ever hear stories about him, he's just as crazy as you think he is. And so we're <laughs> sitting there and we're sitting, and I'm just the public affairs. I'm the PR guy. You know, you, you hang out, you hung out with him on the tour, right? The, we're yeah. the schmucks are like, you know, I had been a combat aviator. Petraeus made me a PAO. So anyway, so I'm hanging out with them, just minding my own business. And, uh, and the Iraqi police chief of Mosul is like, it's very safe, general. You can walk, we can, control, you can walk the streets. Everything is safe. He's like, oh, okay, cool. All right. And Petraeus, Petraeus goes, well, you know what? If it's so safe, let's get some tea. And he jumps up and starts walking out. <laughs> and everybody's scrambling. Throw, I'm throwing my shit. Luckily, I never took my shit off because I learned. <laughs> I knew. I knew. So I'm walk, I'm behind him, and there's this big towering Fulberg colonel. I'm a little lieutenant colonel, this giant guy, and I'm also a squatty body. So. And I walk, and we're running. And, and you should see people. He's just walking. No helmet, nothing. He's walking to the gate to go get a cup of tea at his favorite tea shop. And he gets about three quarters of the way when the police chief grabs goes, Major General, General, please, General, General, please do not go out. He goes, why? He goes, it's not safe. <laughs> and Petraeus says Petraeus goes aha <laughs> you said it was there you go <laughs> the the guy, thing we, went to, we flew out to a, 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 a um, 
it was a it was a fob. Wow, I didn't yeah. know Ford, Ford Operating Base. I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah. you get touched. They they actually wanted to wow. add a tour. Do you want to go to Ford Operating Base? And I'm like, hell yeah. Then I find out on the way what a Ford Operating Base is. It's actually in front of the front lines. Yeah. So we go to this little town and walking around and there's this this, this I, I do I do a bit about this. I did a bit about one of my specials. Guy comes out. I don't know what unit he was in. He didn't have a name, but it, but the patch on his thing was a bear raping an eagle. That's it. whatever <laughs> unit that is. I don't want to deal with those California guys. Guard. So, <laughs> so he. <laughs> we go. We take it. They take it to the second floor. We're in, we're in this compound, and then there's a town like maybe 400 yards away. And me and Everlast go onto the balcony. And we're looking at the town like this, and all of a sudden, this other dude comes running up the stairs, and he 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 grabs. He goes, "Guys, can you come back here? Come back here, please." Yeah. And we go behind this wall, and he grabs the little lieutenant that had taken us up there, slams him against the wall, and he goes, "You do know there's snipers right there, right?" And Everlast goes, "Hey, can I beat his ass?" <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So, uh, it was it was interesting how everyone was nice to you on the bases, and then there was just moments of like, guys, we could all die any second here. Yeah, so that you guys, and thanks for your service, man. And, and yeah. like uh, my cousin, like he he told me the story about when Kent and Stacy got blown up, um, and yeah. uh, and it's just. It was some, some guys, they were training. They were training guys in Syria. Yep. And they, and the one thing he told me was they were, they were clearing a hospital. ISIS had cleared that I just destroyed this hospital. And there was one gurney on the third floor that had some very neatly stacked blanket. Everything else was destroyed. Yeah. So one of the Syrian guys they were training went over and looked at it, which you, sh- you don't, don't you know, Scotty's EOD. You don't, if anything's different, don't fuck, don't touch it. And when he did it, uh, a piece went by Scotty and, and Kenton Stacy went through his throat and, uh, and Kenton, by the way, if it went this far, this far over, it severed part of his spinal cord, his vocal cords this much over. And it, it, it he would have just got hurt. He got scratch. Yep. So it's just, you know, though to everybody, in the military, all you guys who've busted your ass and continue to do it uh, for the shitty pay. My 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 niece is a Marine right now. She's in a skiff in San Diego. Um, thank you. I, I and and it's not bullshit. I don't I don't have a ribbon on the back of my car. If you guys need me to come perform, I gotcha. I'll do whatever you need me to do. Please protect it. me. Don't let me die. Yeah, that's the thing. That's a nice touch. That the funny punch on that whole story too with the trays was the colonel looks down at me because I'm tiny. And he says, "Hey." Um, <clears throat> So you do this often? <laughs> I said, yeah, all the time. He goes, good luck, <laughs> good luck surviving your tour. I'm like, thanks. <laughs> I did. But uh, yeah, it's a weird life. You know, you kind of get used to it. You get it sort of blasé about it. You know, you're like, all right, well, I almost got blown yeah. out there, you know. And, yeah. you know. and then you get the weird wounds, like my big wound of war is I, I blew out my foot, like running to a hide in a hole. You know, I was like, I said, yeah, I stepped in a hole. You know, it's like, wow, my big injury is I, I really just blew my foot out stepping in a hole. You know, it's nothing, nothing manly at all. But, you know, that's. No, it still counts. You were, you were trying to avoid. I'm trying to avoid dying. Counts. Yeah, I, I guess that counts. counts. Yeah, I'll take it. I'll, I'll take what I can. You know, on, on, on more topical nature. You know, um, and and kind of, actually, it's not that topical. You know, it's I tell stories a lot. If people watch the show, I talk a lot about my Iraq experience, and and I did civil affairs, I did public affairs. As I mentioned I spent a lot of time with the Iraqis, and it was really interesting talking to them about what life was like under a dictator for 30 years, right? Yeah. And one of my most telling, and it'll lead us to you know what we were talking about in the pre-show, is um, one of my most interesting ones was we were starting to get the bombs 
uh, in Mosul. I was outside of Mosul on my first tour, the 101st Airborne. And uh, I, I, under, I, under, I ran sort of a sector of what's called Q West, which is an air base down there. Anyway. Q West, we did Q, we we did did Q, Q West. West. Yeah, great. Oh, my God, I wish I'd been there. So I was there. I'm the founding father of Q West. I was one of the first guys. I, I, I set up probably where you did your shit stage. I, when I got there, it was all bombed out and no windows. And I was the 101st during, during the air day. So we took over Q West. And just it, seriously, we had a, a local show up at our gate, which was literally a pilot with a pistol. And he's like, hey, I need water. So we ended up doing civil affairs. But I'm seeing this guy, Dr. Muhammad, he's in, there's in a book someday, hopefully if it ever gets sold. But um, and I, and we started to get bombs, right? They were starting to go off you know, IEDs on the side of the road. This is early days. And I said to Dr. Muhammad, I said, uh, and it's such a telling thing about life under authoritarianism. And, he, and I said, I don't get it, Muhammad. I don't get it. People are seeing them put the bombs in. People mm -hmm. are seeing the guys doing this. They know who's doing it. There's no question. He said, yes. He says, major woman, let me explain something to you. When you live under a dictator for 35 years, like Saddam, when you see, you know, when you, when you see your neighbors, you know, the car comes at night and the neighbors disappear and they're not there in the morning. What you learn to do is not see things. Wow. Wow. <laughs> wow. Right? It says you learn to not see things. So yes, people are driving by. But I assure you, they are not seeing things. <laughs> and I thought, wow. wow. And the point I make is, I thought to myself, Fuck, thank God I live in America. Yeah. And anyways, Ron DeSantis. So Segway. Right. Segway, Ron DeSantis. And, and he had a bad night last night. You know, he endorsed Kelly Kraft, who was running yep. for Kentucky governor. She got a whopping, I think, 17%. So and then he lost Duval. He lost Jacksonville, the largest Republican controlled city. There's only been one Democrat in like 30 years. Uh, Donna Deegan won last night. I mean, handily won. She was outspent four to one. And DeSantis's candidate lost. And it reminds me, I was thinking overnight as we were getting ready to talk, my friend Rachel Vinman, who's a previous guest on the show, has been an old friend of mine for years now. Rachel tweeted last night that she lives in Florida now, which is a God bless her. And, and one of her friends took the history test, and the history test called slavery forced servants and called the Japanese internment program World War II a relocation program. You know, so, I mean... You know, and, and and Hitler was a go getter. That's what we call Hitler. Uh, that's, uh, we've we've uh, we've lost our mind. Desantis. The, the, the thing that bothers me the most about Desantis, and, it, and the funny, he keeps building it. This thing where now. Yeah. That gay people, if the doctor has a religious thing about gay people, he doesn't have, if someone right. comes into a trauma center and they need life-saving surgery and the doctor goes, well, he's gay, I don't want to work on him. If people understood that that's literally Nazi Germany shit, that's literally exactly like, and you can't, to, to lose the humanity of it. And I think the reason, what's what's happening now is, Say what you will. Yeah. Republicans got sucked in, and I was Republican for many years. Republicans got sucked into this thing where they were like, okay, uh, I'm a Republican, America, America, America. Well, a lot of those people really believe that, and they really believe in the Constitution. Yeah. And what's happened is the people like DeSantis, Trump, um, there's a whole group of people now that keep saying it, but even the even even conservatives are like, you're not living it. And DeSantis is such a raging example of how bad it can get. And even, and I have some conservatives conservatives in my family that I'm very close to and I love them dearly. We argue uh, or we just don't talk um, and, about politics. And the, even they're turning now. They're like, I would rather have 
a Democrat that actually just does what he's supposed to do than these psychos that are taking rights away from people. I'm not saying it's everybody, but no. but there is a group of of maybe if they're right leaning centrists that are are trying to turn you. I mean, like there's guys there. There's a lot more people like you than I think. You and know? I'm I'm and, a raging and, liberal and, now, think, but and I, and I DeSantis is out of his out of excuse my language out of his fucking mind. Like what is going on? Right. Right. And, it, and there's no gl- guide to it. And, and, and I call those people, we call those people on the show normies. Those are the normie Republicans. And, and a lot of them, like I have family members in their 80s who have been Republicans their whole lives. And even they're like, hold on now, 34 felony charges or hold on now. I mean, he just got he just got found liable for sexual abuse. A jury of nine people unanimously, con- you know, one guy was what did one guy say he was just a, a, a avidly watcher of like the Tim Pool podcast? I mean, I mean, uh, come on. A Tim Pool. He, he owned a mega hat. One I guy mean, was come like- on. <laughs> I, I mean, and I still was, think he raped her. Exactly, Come on. Exactly. <laughs> they didn't say rape, though. You're right. They couldn't do they it because of the rape, time limit. You know, whatever, whatever it was. But, whatever it was. Uh, but sexual I, abuse. Uh, I mean, I, at what point yeah, we, we have there's a, there's a shift happening where I think even because we've never lived under a dictatorship, right. it's starting to happen and people are noticing it. Right. You know, and, and you got to remember, every one of these men who vote all the time on the Republican side has a wife and her rights just got taken away. Yeah. And trust me, there's some conversations happening in the bedroom that the guy's like, ah, yeah, happy wife, happy life. So DeSantis, your guy. I, I don't think it's I, I I'm praying to God. Well, it's turn it's turning because they're trying to kill the voting. They're killing yeah. voting rights for young people. They're killing voting rights for making it harder to vote for minorities. Anybody who's going to vote Democrat, they're trying to hurt their, their vote. What they don't realize is they're also hurting some of the elderly people, making it harder for them to vote. So they're not going to their own base. Uh, they're they're the good news is this, and I, and I, again, we had my podcast for twelve years. I've been trying to study for twelve years. You've been in longer. I will say this: there's a point coming where. Everyone's starting to understand what's happening. And the good news is because of who they elect and what they do and they don't have a policy that the Republicans are effing themselves on a daily basis. The policies, which, sorry, the lack of policies, you know, when all they have is gay people, trans people, uh, um, deep state, uh, fake news. On the libs. Uh, and, and, and then, by the way, and crime. We got crime. Oh, really, yeah. Kevin McCarthy? You have one of the top 10 crime states in the country. I mean, Bakersfield, sorry, cities. cities. Bakersfield is in the top 10 crime. How good are you? And, and so, I, I, you know, as long as we keep beating against it, I think eventually it'll soak in. And I wish people would, I'll say one more thing and I'll move on. No. I wish people would understand. You know, the one thing that divided this country was everybody wants to be right. Everybody thinks their opinion's important. Uh, you know, what I think. Well, if you want to be right, just look at the facts. We have enough facts. Yeah. Well, yeah, those are facts. You know, well, who, whose facts do you have? Well, there's a professional skateboarder that has a blog in Portland and he said, okay, that's not a fact, bro. So... You people that continue to fight the le- people who have facts. Let's don't even say left. All you have to do is look at the facts, and then guess what? You get to be right. Yeah. You get to be right. Just change your mind. Look at what the people always say. You're a Democrat, lefty, libtard. I'm an actualist. Give me the actual what's happening. Right. You know, I I've made more money my entire life. I've been doing comedy since 18. 
I make more money under Democrats. I went back to my taxes. I've made more money every year time we've had a Democratic president. So I'm making a practical decision. I'm not I'm not a leave bleeding heart. I live on a golf course for God's sakes. I'm just I'm just doing the right thing for my country and my family. Right. And and I'm not and and I and if JF today if JFK Jr. does come back, he ain't gonna be running on a Republican ticket. <laughs> no. I mean that's the thing, you know, it's like it, it it's those what you just described were used to be when you and I were kids because we're about the same age. I think you're a couple years older than I am. Those were conservative values. Don't you remember, man? I mean, we remember the family yeah. and, 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 and sacrifice for your, your neighbors and your country and all. Those used to be the conservative values and now yeah. those aren't. Don't even get me started on fucking fiscal conservatism because none of this is. I mean, did you, I think Ron DeSantis, they said this week, DeSantis, I think I think his law, the lawsuits alone against all of his shit policies are like $16 million so far. Sixteen million dollars in taxpayer money to defend shipping immigrants, you know, migrants from Texas to, you know, what was it? Massachusetts. All the thing. Sixteen million dollars in legal fees because he wants to. Basically, that's an in-kind donation to his presidential campaign. Where is that fiscally effing conservative anymore? And that's why I get crazy. And I'm now I'm bleeding hard liberal now. I don't even complain. I'm not a Republican. I gave I gave that shit up, you know, for Lent. Six years, right? Ago. Yeah. And 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 my girlfriend laughs because she's much more conservative than I am. And she's like, "God, you're a freaking liberal." Like, I know what's up with that. <laughs> um, but it's just I'm fine with that. It means yeah. I care about other people. The Martha yeah, Vineyard I thing. I care about other people. That one just uh, 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 because. These migrant workers didn't have to work in Texas. Right. They were like, hey, we live in Martha's Vineyard. We get to work in nicer places. This is awesome. The nice, weather's bro. great. They have support <laughs> programs here. Cool. They, have to burn. <laughs> yeah, they awesome. don't treat us like I, shit I, here. This is it, great. It, again, every one of the GOP's policies, everything they try to do to do a gotcha seems to screw them every time. Well, that's it. That's it. You know, and segueing back to something we were talking about earlier, you talk about these young people, right? So one of the I'm advisor to the gen, uh, voters of tomorrow. I've had the the head. I had a couple of folks. On. I was on Victor Xi's podcast the other day. You know, this new generation is doing and I was I was laughing because I caught I mean, it was a couple of months ago. You're you're you did a bit. It's on your website, I think. You know when you open your website up about Gen Z, and I yep. it's I was laughing because you know I've got I'm old enough to have I have two kids that are millennials technically, and I have two kids that are Gen Zers, which is because they right. can't right. And and I love how people like boomers and other Gen Xers like I guess you're you're actually a boomer now, actually. <laughs> but they call Barely. me no, I know <laughs> it's, it's a two months. I yeah, like, I know I'm there too. I'm window. like I'm like a senior. I Gen am a gray X-er. area. <laughs> Damn it. Call me a boomer again. We're going to have trouble. <laughs> Good thing you're so far away. Having said that, I laugh because so many people are our generation. See, I see how I did that. Our generation, they call them the trophy, you know, the trophy, uh, participation trophy generation. But I always say, you know, it wasn't my freaking seven-year-old that bought the fucking trophy, y'all. Yep. <laughs> that was us. <laughs> yeah, that good, was us. You know, uh, uh, my uh, seven-year-old uh, wasn't going to trophies or us. Hey, can we get trophies? No, that was you, you idiot parents, buying the the, the participation trophy generation is us, <laughs> not them, you know? It's like, I just like, you talk about it a lot, how just the shit show they've seen for the last 20 years, you know, it's like, we it, have it to goes stop back that. Further than that, it goes back to, uh, it goes back to 96, man. They, they, I, I, if you see the bit, by the yeah. way, if you want to see that, I, I, we, we, people paid for the, for the thing for a year. We filmed it a year ago. Yeah. Uh, Zero side effects is on my YouTube channel. Oh, it's, Chris TV. it's a full, uh, it's a full hour and 20 minute special, yeah. but the millennial bit came about because I was driving. I have two kids. I have a 20 year old, I have a 19 year old and a 21 year old. There you go. Yep. And I, started to kind of think about 
because I made fun of them for three specials, and then I was like, "Wait, they <laughs> that started must be nice. school. Yeah. Like, we didn't have school shootings Thanks, going Dad. On. And, and they're just used to it. I remember t- uh, the Sandy Hook. I was driving them to school mm. and, uh, while we were listening to the news, and I remember I was in the car mm. crying, and my daughter's like, "Why? She's little. Why are you crying?" I'm like, "You guys, I, I uh, you don't even know the world you guys live in." And right. then I started thinking about 9/11, and then I started thinking about anthrax and all the in the 24-hour news cycle. These kids, it's amazing. All of them don't have PTSD on some weird list. No wonder they're. And then we put them on medication on top of that because we were a little annoyed. I need my time. Can you guys go take yours? Oh, what I go away. And and so when I got that, I was like, oh, I have to. I have to apologize to these kids. Yes, so do. there's so all you millennials out there. There's an apology to millennials and Gen Z. Yeah. And I and again, I was wrong. <laughs> I'm enjoy your you. participation trophies. Yeah, enjoy you've those trophies. Them. Yeah, because you know you you I know my my daughter that my kids give me so much crap. I was like, yeah, thanks dad for, you know, all the, the shitty world we live in. Like, Hey, I tried, you know, it's yeah, not exactly. my fault. Exactly. I, I hey. You make a good point. My daughter, uh, a quick story about my daughter about the trip was she was on a soccer team and they, they were, they were horrible. They sucked so bad. <laughs> they, 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 they only, they won two games because the other team didn't have enough players. That was that. That's why they, they, they were forfeits. So at the end of the season, we, we go to the, to the, to trophy ceremony. And, 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 and I'm like, she goes, we have to go to the trophy. Ceremony. I go trophy ceremony. Oh, they're going to make you watch other kids get trophies so you feel bad about yourself, so you try harder. Yes, that's the kind of values I want. She goes, no, they've given us tri- trophies. And I said, for what? <laughs> and she said, because this was early on, and she's a little, because we participated. And I, so we had a talk, so we were driving home in the car, and she's got this little trophy. And she goes, why did we get this, Dad? I go, I don't know. Why do you think? She goes, well, we didn't win. And I go, exactly. She goes, so it doesn't mean anything. And I said, exactly. So I guess I raised her right. And then two years later, she came with a team that made it to the final tournament and came in second. Wow. And they gave her a goal, like a medal. It was nice. a medal. And and on the way home, she remembered that she said, we earned this one. And so... I think what's happening is these kids, you're right. It's the parents' fault. Helicopter parenting yes. created a, a, a generation of kids, and they're waking up now. David Hogg, there's yeah. all these kids that are like, I, if I was the GOP, and they're scared. That's why they're changing the voting laws. They're scared to death because yeah. these kids, they're young enough to not give a shit. You and I got stuff. We got a stuff to protect. You and I got stuff to protect. They, But these kids, they don't care anymore, which is great. That's it. I love the energy. I love hanging out with them. I'm on the uh, senior advisor to – Santiago Mayer was on the show and this kid's still in college. He finally graduated last week. And, you know, and I'm like, bro, I'm like fucking 57 and I can barely hold together a podcast and a couple of consulting gigs. And you're going to college full time and running a super pack, basically. You know? I'm like, the hell, you know, he's, he's building chapters around the country. Like, These kids, they're, they're freaking amazing. Right. You know, the yeah. Victor, she's out here running. I think he's got five different shows he's on. I mean, the, the, these kids are amazing. And you know what? They're pissed. They're pissed and and they're and they're watching and they know. And I talk about a lot and probably regular viewers of the show hear this a lot, but I talk about a lot and you'll appreciate this too because your kids are about the same age. My youngest is 25 and I realized this generation was different. And if people heard the story before, I don't care. It was different because my son's a little on the spectrum, right? So he was kind of shy, you know, introvert kind of kid, you know. And so when he was like eight or 10, we got an Xbox. And that's when they had Xbox Live first, right? I'm sure you went through that with your kids. And one day, a kid who doesn't emote to any great extent is I hear him screaming, yelling, and laughing his ass off in his room. And I, I pound the door. I'm like, what the hell is going on in here? What, what shenanigans? <laughs> I got to act old, right? And he's on the Xbox Live, standing up, jumping up and down, playing a game. You know, dude, dude, dude. You know, you know how they get right and they get excited yeah, yeah, yeah. i'm like dude who are you talking to he goes oh my friend in germany 
I'm like, your friend in Germany. And I look up, you know, I'm freaking out. Like, oh, sure. Some, some perv. No, it's literally like some 12 year old dude who lives in Germany and they're playing video games together. And it was like, I was like slapped across the forehead. Oh, shit. You know, these kids have a larger community than you and I did, Chris. You know, yeah. you and I grew up, yep. you grew up in California. I grew up here in Missouri. My neighborhood, my community was on my bike, how far my 10 speed would go, right? That was my neighborhood. These kids are really interconnected, right? And they feel it. They see it. They they see um, a friend of mine, John Delavolpe, was on the show. One of these books is his, uh, Fight, the one on in the end here called Fight. John Delavolpe, he does all the polling for the Institute of Politics at Harvard. And right. every year he's done this, he's called, he started with Millennials, he's still going. And one of the most interesting things in his last, it was a previous episode, he talked about how when they surveyed them, they asked this generation, what are you thinking about when you go in the voting booth? And they literally said, I'm thinking about my friend's aunt who couldn't get an abortion or my grandma. Yeah, it's really there. I mean, it's just dramatically different than how you and I are in our generation. These kids see. So all these things. So when you see the Tennessee three getting booted out in Tennessee, guys like you and I are like, that's Tennessee. Not Gen yeah. Z, man. <laughs> you know, they're like, that's the fucking GOP. And they just fuck yeah. somebody. You know what I'm saying? It's really interesting. It, do you find yourself, I I, and, and th- I mean, to, to, I find myself re-inspired. Part of it was, I mean, it, we started our podcast with the, the, the Jared Loeffner shooting. And um, to watch David Hogg and some of those kids, I got, I think I became a little more, a lot of comics don't have the balls to just go full out. They don't want to make anybody mad. Yeah. I don't, I, 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 my entire life is based on the first amendment. My entire, every dime I've made is based on the first amendment and without it. And without this country, I, I, my, my people came here in 1600, 1638. I, I, I'm, I'm directly right to, direct to Robert Titus, uh, in the first settlement in Massachusetts. Wow. And, uh, uh, we didn't do shit by the way. There's no Titus bank or anything. We obviously just drank with the locals. Same. Dude, my, my guy <laughs> came two we, years behind you. 1640. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So when people, when people, you know, say you're an American, I go, no, I actually, I, I track, I track back to, you know, and you oh, do services. And so, uh, to use that against somebody, but these kids inspired me to be more a little like, let's dig into it. Let's get to the facts. And, and, uh, and they're going to need us cause we're going to have the money to help them get through it. But I'm really, 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 you know, I, again, inaction by our government will create uh, activists. And I think that's what's happening now. I think so, too. That's a great place to pause for our sponsors. We'll give them a second to talk about our sponsors. We have incredible sponsors this week. I'm thrilled to talk about them. Cold turkey may be great on sandwiches, but there's a better way to break your bad habits. And I'm not talking about some weird mind voodoo or a wacky message board. No, we're talking about our sponsor, Fume, and they look at the problem in a different way. Now, not everything in a bad habit is bad. So instead of a drastic, uncomfortable change, why not just remove the bad from your habit? Fume is an innovative, award-numbered device that does just that. Instead of an electronics, Fume is completely natural. Instead of vapor, Fume uses flavored air. And instead of chemicals, Fume uses all-natural, delicious flavors. You get it. Instead of bad, Fume is good. It's a habit you're free to enjoy and makes replacing your bad habit easy. Your Fume comes in adjustable airflow dial and is designed with movable parts and magnets for fidgeting, giving your fingers a lot to do which is helpful for de-stressing anxiety while breaking your bad habit. The first time I used Fume, I was shocked at how flavorful and fresh it tasted. It's easy to hold and perfectly balanced and quite honestly, extremely fun to fidget with. The real wood material and sleek design definitely classes it up and I feel pretty cool holding it. 
Stopping is something we all put off because it's hard, but switching to Fume is easy, enjoyable, and honestly, even fun. Fume has served over 100,000 customers and has thousands of success stories. There's no reason that can't be you. So join Fume, accelerating humanity's breakup from destructive habits by picking up the Journey Pack today. Now, head to tryfume.com and use code FRED to save 10% when you get the Journey Pack today. That's tryfum.com and use code FRED to save an additional 10% off your order today. As you know, I have a big family, and that means there's usually a lot of garbage left over by the end of the week. And frankly, I used to feel really guilty about it, but then I got a Lomi. Now that I have a Lomi, it's changed the way I think about my food waste. Lomi transforms my garbage into gold, the push of a button. Lomi is a countertop electronic composter that turns food scraps into dirt in under four hours. Now I love composting. <laughs> Plus, it's made cooking at home even more fun. There's no food wrong in my garbage smelling up the kitchen. Thanks to Lomi, I only have to take out the trash like once a week, and it's hassle-free, mess-free, no more leaking bags. So here's something cool, too. I turn my waste into nutrient-rich dirt that I can feed to my plants, my lawn, and my big garden in my backyard. That means it's not going to landfills and producing methane gas. I get to help the environment, and that makes my life easier. All my food scraps, plant clippings, and even those leftovers I forgot in the back of the fridge go back into my garden, help me grow more nutritious food right in my backyard. I learned recently that food waste makes up a huge portion of our personal carbon footprint. So by reducing the amount of food I send to the landfill, I'm helping to do my part for the planet while also feeding my garden. So whether you want to start making a positive environmental impact or just grow a beautiful garden like mine, Lomi is perfect for you. So head to Lomi.com slash Fred and use the promo code Fred to get $50 off your Lomi. That's $50 off when you head to Lomi.com slash Fred and use promo code Fred at checkout. Thank you, Lomi, for sponsoring this episode of the show. And we're back. <laughs> yeah, I tell you, that's exactly it, right? I think they're, they're much more active. They're much more where they're much more plugged in and they ain't playing. And it's funny because you see people disc discriminate against say, oh, well, they always start off that way. My favorite one is when people tell, well, you know, everybody starts off a liberal, but they grow to be a conservative when they buy a house. Like, yeah, good luck with that. <laughs> you know, I mean, I went the other. I actually went the other way. We're yeah, same with me. We've got a composter. Yeah, no, I went way the other way. <laughs> yeah, I, I love my compost. That's one of our sponsors. <laughs> <laughs> I goddamn love my Lomi. <laughs> you know, Dude, my wife won't turn it off. I'm telling you, like, I've got a giant running all the time. She, she's got plants growing. That Lomi thing, by the way, they're one of our advertisers too. So Lomi. There Two thumbs up. <laughs> there you go. Well, you know, so I got it. We can't get, I'm not gonna let you get away. And I think I informed you in the pre-show that Lauren Boebert's getting a divorce. And <laughs> yeah, I mean, she gave a speech, what, six months ago saying, about about how preserve a marriage through Christianity and when ladies and when you chase Jesus, your husband will chase you chasing Jesus, which is a really weird connection, but we'll go with it. But it's very Lauren Boebert GED style. And this is after Margie Tara Green. You know, I was uh, I was working on Margie Tara Green's opponent campaign when she right. went through her divorce with her husband. We're very sneaky and dating Brian Glenn from uh, you know right side mm -hmm. broadcast, and, and it's like it's really interesting to see these hardcore Christian you know people. And the truth's never what it seems, right? It's like uh, so she's a hardcore you know marriage is everything, but yet uh, yet another divorce, and, and they're just like yeah. us. But I mean, I don't know how much of a hardcore right? Christian you are for Bobert to have a, a, a you know closed down OnlyFans account. It's really <laughs> she's really not. If you track Bobert 
sports history. Oh, yeah. Um, we just did a podcast about hypocrisy. The hypocrisy of the GOP, it's not just an accident. It's policy. Right. Um, whether it's whether it's where, where, you know, crime is bad, uh, yet they have the worst right. the crime cities, some of the, the hardest core Republicans, worst crime city. You know, guns, it's mental health problem. But gun laws, the least gun laws have the most gun death in all red states. And, and no money it's, for mental it, health. That Abbott cut mental health training. <laughs> yeah, that, and then they cut mental health. Exactly. I'll vote against it. It's it is so the hypocrisy is insane. Christian, Christian, Christian values. Trump's our guy. Really? The guy who just got a like civil case settled for rape and, right. and was screwing a porn star where his wife was raising a newborn. Right. That's your guy. Uh, and and so what, what I here's what I don't get. Maybe you can help me. You've probably spent more time thinking about this. I keep trying to figure out why. Why? The con men are the con men. Why is it because Reagan killed our education system in '84, so people are just dumb and have no critical thinking? Why do these people continue in the face of proven hypocrisy? Right. In the face of why do they continue to to vote for these people? I like their policies, is what I hear a lot, right? Even because you know, they 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 exactly. And I always I always ask them, well, what policy? Oh, you know the policy. Like okay, <laughs> you know it, it, there's there's a mental gymnastics I see folks do all the time, right? It's like, well, it's not that he's a good Christian, but he's doing the things that we want. Like again, obviously Trump's not a good Christian, but he did get all those judges that got rid of Roe v. Wade, right? So it's 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 a useful idiot for them to propel themselves, right? I don't think Darth Putin likes Trump at all. I think he thinks he's an idiot, but he's a useful yeah. fool for his useful goals. Idiot, yeah. You know, and then the other thing the I think too is I think they've all surgically had their shame gene removed, right? And we and when we find out how that works, right? I mean, I'm always laughing because you see liberals on on like social media go, oh, they should be ashamed. Like, really? I mean, really? I mean, do you think that works with them? Like the shame? I mean, you actually did a bit about Al Franken, right? I mean, Al Franken does a comedy bit on a USO tour doing this posing for the camera he's out because we shamed him out of the senate and yet you know i mean it's just the insanity of it so i think they've all had their shame genes surgically removed or that portion there you know the little scar look for the scar on their head where the yeah okay it soaks into your skin and burns the shame gene out the funny thing of the franken thing oh and i brought this up i was like you do understand that somebody had to take that picture like it was obviously a thing people there she was wearing an armored plane she was wearing a vest he wasn't feeling up like what do you guys and 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 this is the problem with democrats and i this bothers me a lot i'm a you know i'm i'm a pretty i i, I want to say tough guy i'm i'm in, i'm intense and i call it like it is yes. the democrats have this thing and OAC and there's some, there's some I, we need to be look the GOP will lock and get into lockstep here's what we're going to say you go woke you go broke right. okay and we're all going to say that and they yep. all do it yep. the Democrats go well my idea is not that I want to I have a 10% different opinion and what ends up happening is it looks it looks like a, a herding cats it just right. looks like a bunch of we need to actually and as long as the message is positive and by the way uh, woke uh, go woke go broke uh, Apple is the most is the biggest company on the planet it's got three trillion in cash and it's run by a gay guy so the the phrase doesn't even make sense sorry but bud light but bud light which i think will survive constantly yeah no you're they're gonna make it i I think they'll pull through they've lost a little bit of money but i I think they'll i think they'll figure it out Uh, but no you're absolutely right it is it is this we do this in the lab now i will this is where i get weird and i actually compliment them too is i think the house dems have done a great job to be honest because i was worried that we would have 
you know, but I, I talked about Jared Moskovitz at the top of the hour, you know, I talked about that, you know, his little bit about they're doing a, I, I gotta give Hakeem Jeffries. I've met Hakeem Jeffries. Yeah, he's really, great. He, he I, think he's, I think he, I think he's great. I'm glad we have yeah. a new generation too. I mean, yeah. and please, Diane, Diane Feinstein, look, yeah. you've done a great job for the country you have. You've been here a long time, but guess what, babe? It's, you know, don't you have grandkids? What are you doing? <laughs> Sorry. I'm just saying we have to be aware enough to call – because why the right won't do that. We do call each other on it, and I agree with you. I think – I think they're we're fighting a weird, impossible battle with a yeah. side that just makes shit up. They That's just it. make it up, That's and it. then everybody starts saying it. And every like, I have relatives that will that will spew it. I, my uncle, we were on we take a family vacation with my conservative uncle and aunt. And they're awesome, um, but we, they started talking about all this crazy stuff. Well, I you know I have an opinion, as you know, you do the research, yeah. So I just started texting them both. Article after article after article. Till three days later, my uncle comes in and he goes, "Hey, stop it! <laughs> he just did not hear it anymore." So, um, but you're just right. Yeah, I mean, I, the, the great thing about the Democrats is when they do get loud, it's 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 for something real. You know, it's right. for something real that needs to happen. And DeSantis, man. Like this guy scares me way more than Trump, yeah. and, and I don't know how he's getting what he's getting done done. I don't, it, it, you know, you gotta for DeSantis to pass what he's passing, he's got to have a lot of minions that are willing to do evil. You know that, uh, and, and there it is, right? Evil. And there it is. I mean, that that's something I talk about a lot is none of these authoritarian governments, none of these regimes, Hitler, Mussolini, Saddam, the one I dealt with personally. No, there's, those guys don't do that alone, right? There's complicit and compliant, and then there's the people who are scared. That's why his laws he's passing on the book bang, for example, are so vague. The goal is to intimidate people into self-policing, right? I, I, well, you know what? I don't know if this book's going to pass or not. Let's just pull it. That's the whole way the authoritarian mindset works. Now, the question is, can he duplicate that at a national level? It's not looking great, but you know... It is 2023, so who fucking knows, man, right? <laughs> you know, but, well, but you know. It's I think just... Trump did something. Uh, and by the way, again, hypocrisy. Right. Uh, yeah, man, freedom of speech. Let's take all those books out of the library. What? <laughs> you don't make You can't sense. teach that right there. <laughs> yeah, we want freedom, but not that kind of freedom. Exactly. Well, you know, we I want I, the freedom that you have to de- listen to our rules. Yeah, our we're rules. listen to your rules. That's they won't free. wear masks unless they're uh, at a Nazi protest. Because I'm free. Carrying a swastika. It was then my choice. Fine covering their. I'm body my choice <laughs> I don't get it no I do that's exactly it and, and it's 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 painful to watch you know and 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 I dealt with it I was at a um I ran a COVID hospital for a while in New York and wow. and it was crazy I had people we had a guy it's a true story I don't tell it often we had a guy actually show up to be a volunteer like a I won't say where he's from he's a veteran and he literally came to disprove that COVID was a thing we found out, yeah, that was the chief of staff of the hospital. My job was to fire. I fired, I literally fired more, you know, staff than we had patients at one point. Uh, you know, the, the, wow. the, the head doctor came, she goes, how's it going? I said, well, I got rid of another, that, that crazy guy that came here to prove disproved. She goes, how many is that now? I said, oh, I sent four guys home. We, we that. She goes, isn't that more patients than we've sent home? I'm like, yeah. <laughs> you know, he literally, wow, he'd gone all the way to New York. Crazy. He'd uh, gone so all the way to New stacking York. stacking fake bodies in the refrigerator yeah. truck? It's, yeah. Uh, like it cordwood? Was, yeah. yeah. That's, we're just making that up? He thought it was fake. I, I'm uh, like, bro, you know, I got into online with some lady saying the whole thing was fake. I'm like, I'm sitting here right now looking down from my conference room at patients being brought in and they look you know we had patient we had one guy leave i'll tell you it's a this is a this is a happy podcast but still uh, we had a one of the coolest things that the, the ladies there was ladies that organized this whole hospital it's amazing missy givens and 
a doctor from the army, a couple others. Anyway, New York Presbyterian did the thing. Anyway, so one of the smart things they did, we were, it was all special forces veterans, uh, special operations veterans, and then a few nurses and doctors, my dumb ass. Uh, I mean, I'm a ranger, but I'm not special operations. <laughs> and, um, Smart thing they did. My father was a ranger too. Uh, yeah, so that's I, I got it. Ninety three. Yeah, yeah. So, so we had when the smart things they did. They brought in a counselor. They brought in a, a social social worker. Uh, not just for the staff, not for just for the patient, but the staff. But she comes in one day and she's crying. She comes in my. They would come to my, my office, the crying room. We called it. And she right. came in. She's crying. And I said, "What's going on?" She goes, "Well, I was just sitting with the patient in the bubble." So this is back in the early days. Remember, we wore the whole bubble suits and stuff, which. You know, I never went in because I was like, look, I got no business. I'm not a tourist. I'm not going to tourist sick people. Okay. So right, right. she came out and this man had gone in there, man, from New York. And he and his wife had both gotten sick. Old man living in an apartment. You know how New York is. Stacked, you know, 20 high. God bless FDNY. They came and picked him up, took him out. While he's in the hospital, his wife died. He was in the hospital for, I want to say at that point, three or four weeks. He lost like 35, 45 pounds because this he was eating oh. you away. He's got, we got him well. Our hospital was sort of a step down unit to get people well. And he was afraid to go home because he'd left six cats at home when he got evac'd. Right. So he's like, I don't want to go home. You know, I, I, my wife's dead. I don't know what I'm going to find in my apartment at this point. She came in crying. I'm like, and then, then I got on, I got on Twitter and I got some fucking woman coming at me like, oh, it's all fake. I'm like, I don't know how, and I, I said some really bad cuss words that can't were used against me later, you know, <laughs> you know, but it's just like, yeah, but that's the, going back to the delusion you and I are talking about this huge delusion of some many people in our country who have just completely given themselves over to the insanity and listening to the insanity and believing it. It's really, uh, it's terrifying. And we could go on for a whole show about it's, that. It's terrifying, but it's, but if you look at history, this has happened throughout history. It's not unusual. The German, it happened to the Germans. I mean, if you go, Italians. I mean, it's just, it, and people, are, it's, it's, I don't understand the facts are easily accessible. The problem is that we had this guy who who basically Trump came in and did what Goebbels did and said that you keep saying the lie enough, it becomes the truth. Right. And the weird part is to watch. We have a, I have a relative. I have. I, wow. I'm married into the family who's. I'm not going to tell you who it is, but he's at the top of one of the one of the big conservative organizations mm -hmm. that that I mean, and him and I just I can't I don't I have a problem because he makes money off of this. He makes money off of lying. His entire job is based on going after uh, uh, Democrats. That's his entire and he gets paid a lot of money for it. Yeah. And it, it, and he married into a family and I. I I, I, you're, you're, listen, if you're lying to a group of people and you're smart enough to know you're lying, you're part of the problem. Right. We have a country right now that there is a lot of dumb people that continue. It, it, look it up. How about this? You ever have someone do this to you? Uh, they go, you know, man, yeah, he's, here's this happened to COVID. And, and I go, well, yeah. show me those facts. I always say, link me. Right, here's my what my phrase. Fact me. Or fuck off. That's what I say. <laughs> so uh, I said, so link me to that. Uh, it's not my job to do your research. Yeah, not your Google. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like that's the weirdest thing I've ever heard. It's not, but you're saying something that sounds insane. Just show me, because I'm this guy. Yep. You show me the proof. I'm on your boat because now I have new information. Now I'm smarter. Right. Uh, and I just don't, I don't. I don't see the end game. I don't see what they're hoping is going to happen. What do you think is going to happen? They're going to put your dumb ass uh, in charge if, if they if they take over. That's not going to happen. You're just going to be part of the, the, the when these guys take over. 
and I, and I just wish people understood history. I wish people understood the steps that we're taking yeah. to get where, I mean, if this keeps, if we don't stop this, it's going to, DeSantis is, DeSantis is literally like a test case. It's like there's a lab in Florida. How far can we push this? Right. But to, to make it so that gay people or trans people can't get life-saving surgery if the doctor has a problem, it's a lot different than I'm not going to bake a cake for a gay couple. Yeah. So, I don't know. It's, it's escalated pretty bad. And yeah, I think you nail it. And I mean, I guess I try to end on a hopeful note, right? I'm, I, I still have this weird... <laughs> Why you have me on? <laughs> so anyway, good talking to you. <laughs> but not this week, y'all. <laughs> no, I'm going to try. Look, look, this is me. I'm a professional, man. Trust me. Uh, he got his ass fucking whooped in Jacksonville last night, right? Yeah. I mean, let's yeah. be honest. He, he endorsed a, a Republican. It's a steady... Re- in his own goddamn state that he just won, he lost the biggest Republican-controlled city in the state in this country. So so I do find some options that people are going, hold it, fuck, this is nuts, you know? And, you know, I, the, the laws are starting to have... The other problem is the great ideas are starting to have impact, right? Like this, I guess they just tightened up. You have to use E-Verified, tighter, some fucking rule in Florida. You know how it is. But it's only a week old, and businesses are like, oh, freaking out, because let's be honest... And a lot of people who look like you and me aren't the ones picking the fruit. Let's yeah, the oranges don't get picked by right. people like you and me, brother. And now we sit so, in the refrigerated trailer and they we go, Can you guys do this part of the orchard? That's what the people your, like us do. Here's your paper check. Uh, you know, you know, and, yeah. and uh, what, what's happening now is that I think this is they're screwing businesses. And it's funny because the Republicans are our pro business, right, right? Right. But they're just screwing businesses. So yeah. uh, here's the good news. I'm gonna help you end on a happy note. Okay, All right. Right. <laughs> <laughs> a little fucking happy dance, man. Uh, so uh, here's what I'll say is that What's making me happy is we're starting to see we've let it go down the road. Trump and 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 people started to wake up to the fact on the on the on the left that oh these guys aren't kidding. Yeah. This is not this is not an anomaly. Yeah. This is now their platform. Yep. And uh, what happened in Tennessee, uh, the, the the Tennessee three, yep. the response to it was awesome. To have those kids just marching through and not letting it stop. We've got uh, when you see like the Santa Florida Jacksonville gets taken by a Democrat. At one point, you have to have it's those sparks that give me hope. So keep yeah. fighting, and we all have hope. And I'll keep writing jokes that make people want to punch me outside the club after or the shoot, show's shoot, over. But I will continue stage. to do it. Right? <laughs> you know, in the in the in in the in the spirit of Carlin and Robin Williams, I will do my best to rattle the cage. And we appreciate that more than you can imagine, my friend. I, oh, dude, I, thanks for having I, me on. I, I, I loved it. it, man. What a great time! Thanks for making time. No, you're not too. Before I let you go. Where can we find you? Where's the tour going? How do I buy tickets to see your ass live? Go. So the oh, so the new show, just to make you feel better, is called Carrying Monsters. It's uh, it's basically these are stories for many years I couldn't tell, and then a bunch of people who the stories are about uh, died, <laughs> and now they're stories I shouldn't tell. Uh, but there's going to be no attorneys involved. So Excellent. I'm touring Excellent. with the show. It's this one. You're not trying to extend your 13 year divorce, uh, and it's it's all about uh, my family and getting through the worst divorce ever. And it's 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 hopeful. Like you said, I I will go into the darkness. Uh, but I, I will, I, I always leave in the light. I just, just so you know that, uh, so go to ChristopherTitus.com If you want to see uh, all our stuff uh, on uh, YouTube, I do the Armageddon update, which is yep. very funny. Have you seen it? Yeah, I like yep. that. And yep. uh, so that's Christopher Titus TV, the new specials up for free on Christopher Titus TV. I put all my specials up during COVID, uh, because we were all locked down. So yes. I put all, I've, I'm on my 10th one. Carrying Monster is my 10th. Come see the show. I guarantee you have a good time. We got I a standing ovation too. this, this on a Sunday. It's the show's that good. It's I'm that not, good. I'm not, not to brag, but. I've been doing this 40 years. I better not suck at it. Yeah, and we didn't talk about you being on Columbo. 
I'm gonna let God you go. <laughs> you thought I forgot, you son of a bitch. It was <laughs> but yeah, but it's still on my credit. It's still on your IMDb. You have no credits, so I yeah. I, I and I left. Twenty One Jump Street, Columbo, and then your own fucking show. I was like, that is a hell of a leap to go from. <laughs> <laughs> and brother, I know I saw you because I watched that show every week with my parents. So God bless. Yeah, you. it was fun. I, I, love, I love doing it. We, uh, you know, I've, I've been really lucky, and uh, and that I can. Get to, that I've done this job since I was 18 years old. That nice. I've been a comedian is a, just a blessing. And again, because of that, because of this country, there's many countries in the, in the world I could not do this. Yeah. The first without the First Amendment and the Constitution. So when people say, "Oh man, you know you, you're communist, you social," first of all, could we get people just to fucking understand the difference between communism and socialism? Could so just just but look, we'll argue after you get a dictionary. God damn. <laughs> Sorry. It's all online. <laughs> just click hard. Click it's in your fucking you phone. All the world's information. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Kirill, go let you go, brother. Yeah, good to see you. Go man. do good things, man. Thanks for joining me. See you, bud. See ya. Man, that was a blast. I knew it'd be fun. I, I think I, I hope I didn't blow your ears out laughing, you guys. I have, I do enjoy this job. It is, I can't believe I get to do this. It's just great. And I really appreciate you all being here and being part of it. We're so thrilled to be on the Maya's Touch Network and all the auto platforms, just everywhere. Um, I, I, I tell you a little tip, though. If you could do me a giant favor and you go on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or Google or Amazon or especially our friends at the, over at the Maya's Touch, go ahead and like, share. I'd love to get a review. Five stars would be wonderful. I love those. Get rid of all the people that hate me. Uh, it matters a lot, the algorithm. We've really seen just exponential growth, especially since we joined our friends at the Minus Touch Network. And it's all because of you guys. But if you can go the extra step and like, share, subscribe, tell your friends. By the way, leave a comment on YouTube. I actually do read them as much as I can. And uh, you'll see me reply and I, I'll try not to cuss. So please do. I, I love your support and thank you. We just love our community and you're a part of it. You can find our community, of course, at our Substack, fpwellman.substack.com. Uh, really enjoying that community. You can catch the podcast a whole day early if you do it that way. In addition, you can find us, of course, on 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 Midas Touch, and and I hope you watch our other our other uh, other creators on the Midas Touch Network. It's growing fast. It's one of the fastest growing networks in America, and I'm just thrilled to be a part of it. Thank you again to our sponsors, Fume and Lomi, this week. We're so thrilled to have sponsors on the show now, and and they've taken they joined our community as well. And it's just and I actually do use the stuff, which is kind of funny. And uh, so I just really appreciate that. Of course, our our longtime sponsors since I joined here at the studio, they own Half Coast Studio, which is Vi Media. Vi Media is a digital marketing firm based here in St. Louis. They can be your partner for everything you might need in the digital marketing market space. That's V-I-E dot media, Vi Media. They're just a terrific organization. I'm very blessed. As always, find me on, I'm still on Twitter, y'all. I'm not quitting. I'm not quitting. <laughs> so I'm at, at F.P. Wellman on Twitter. I'm at F.P. Wellman on Post and Jesus, Spoutable and everywhere else. On Instagram, I'm F.P. Wellman Official. Uh, so you can see all my pictures of me walking and all my funniest stuff there. Uh, as always, on Democracy Pod on Twitter as well. We are here every week. I got another great guest next week. I, I'm pretty excited about who we've got lined up. We're going to nail it down this week and I think it's going to be a really special show in addition to the special show we had this week. So it just keeps getting better because of you guys and the large audience, the large community, cool people want to be a part of this and that's on you. So thank you so much. I can't wait to see you next week. Thanks for joining the show. Remember, just like Chris said at the end there, please keep up the fight. It does matter. We are moving the needle. The, the results of last night's elections tell us that we're moving the needle, but it's all because of the energy that we all bring together to fight for our country. As always, I'm Fred Wellman. This is On Democracy with F.P. Wellman. We'll see you next week.